Namaste, welcome to all our listeners of Srimad Devi Bhagwat. Now we shall read Chapter 7, Episodes 8 and 9. Here, Raja Revat meets Brahma, Marriage of Revati and Balraj, Story of the Birth of Mandahata. Raja Janmaje said, Brahman, it is very amazing to hear that Raja Revat and his daughter Revati went to Brahmalok. I have heard that only those who have the knowledge of Brahma and who have a pure and tranquil attention can reach Brahmaloka. Satyaloka is very far from earth and exceedingly difficult to reach. All the scriptures say that only after death one can have go to heaven. How can anyone with a mortal body enter Brahmaloka? And even if one does go, how does he come back into the mortal world? How is this possible? Vyasti says, Rajan, on the summit of the holy Mount Sumeru, there exists Indralok, Vahani Lok, Gandharvas, Sayamanipuri, Yamaloka, Satyaloka, abode of Brahma, Kailash, abode of Shiva, and Vaikunta, abode of Vishnu. It is Vaikunta which is called as Vaishnavapad, just as Kunti Nandan Arjun went to Indralok and stayed there for five years in his human body, so also Kukuts and many other kings have visited Svargalok. Therefore, O King, one should not have doubts about this. Punya Atmas and Tapasvis can visit all Lokas as they are. O King, virtuous, meritorious, action, pure disposition and amiable nature are the prerequisites for permission to visit Brahmalok and other Lokas. In the same way, those holy souls who perform yajyas can merit the right to visit all the Lokas. Raja Janmaje said, Brahman, what happened after Raja Revat and his daughter Revati reached Brahmalok? What advice did Brahmaji give and to whom did Revat give his daughter? Please tell all this in detail. Vyasti says, Rajan, listen. When Raja Revat reached Brahmalok, the Gandharvas were singing. So he waited outside. The music stirred him and filled him with joy. After the music stopped, Raja Revat approached Brahmaji and offered obeisance. Then he placed before him his request. Raja Revat said, Devesh, this maiden is my daughter. Please suggest a suitable match for her. I have seen many princes from illustrious families, but my restless mind could not decide. So I have come to your lotus feet. Please suggest a prince who belongs to a good clan, who is brave and strong, who has all good qualities and who is generous and dharmic. Brahmaji said, Rajan, all those princes who came before you as suitors do not exist anymore. Neither father, nor grandsons, nor brothers, nor friends. 
all have been devoted by the time because the third part of the 27th yuga is in progress all the people of your clan are also dead and gone even the country has ceased to exist the daityas have destroyed it at the present moment kings of chandra that is luna dynasty are ruling the kingdom is known as mathura and the king is ugrasen he was born into the clan of yayati the entire kingdom of mathura was under his rule but he had a son kansa who is a manifestation of a demon kansa put his father into prison and took the reins of the kingdom into his own hands of all the kings he was the most arrogant and egoistical mother earth became distressed and could not tolerate his evil ways she came to brahma for help all the great gods of that all the great gods say that whenever mother earth is unable to bear the burden of evil upon her then bhagwan incarnates so at that time the lotus eyed bhagwan shri krishna took his birth he was known as bhagwan vasudev it was by his hand that he that the evil kansa was killed kansa's father in law was jarasand he was very wicked and also very powerful he reached mathura to fight with the with shri krishna but he was defeated by the lord then he sent kalyavan with a huge army but when shri krishna heard that he was coming he left mathura and went to dwarka that city was in ruins but shri krishna got architects and builders to rebuild the city with fortress all around shri krishna established ugrasen as king of dwarka and made arrangements for the yadava clan to live there at the present moment bhagwan shri krishna is in residence in dwarka he has an elder brother balram he carries as his weapons the plow and the pestle pounding hammer he is very brave and strong and is said to be the incarnation of seesha he is the most suitable match for your daughter perform the necessary ceremonies and rituals and give your daughter revati to balram ji rajendra after the kanyadan you must go and start tapasya in badra badrikashram because only by tapasya and meditation all wishes and desires are fulfilled and the attention becomes purified vyasti says rajan raja revat immediately obeyed shri bal brahma ji's and left for dwarka he gave his daughter revati in marriage to baldev ji then he settled on the banks of the holy ganga and did severe penance then he renounced his mortal body and went to divya lok that's heaven raja janmaje said bhagwan you have just said that raja revat and his daughter waited in brahma lok for 108 yugas before meeting shri brahma how is it they did not become old and infirm vyasi says o sinless king 
in brahma lok hunger thirst death fear old age and inertia nothing can affect or influence while raja's revat was in brahma lok the rakshasas had demolished the clan of shariati they all abandoned kushal and had themselves and and hid themselves in various places then from shiv manu was born and famous illustrious ikshavaku he was the founder of surya dynasty he had performed severe tapasya and meditated on devi bhagavati for the establishment of the surya clan he had received advice and initiation from naraji rajan rajan ikshavaku had a hundred sons the eldest was vikushi maharaj ikshavashu was the king of ayodhya he appointed 50 sons including shakuni to look after the northern part of his kingdom but two sons stayed back to serve their father vyasthi says ikshavaku's son vikushi became king and was known as shatshat he had a son kukuj who was also known as indra and puranjay raja janmaje said why so many names for one person please tell me the reason which caused him to have more than one name vyasthi says rajan when king sheshat died kukuj became king and ruled very contemptedly at that time the devas greatly tormented by the daityas went to the swami of triloki bhagwan shri vishnu for protection shri hari advised them bhagwan vishnu said o foremost of the devas you must pray to become friends of sheshat kumar king kukuch only he can kill the daityas he is a virtuous king by the grace of bhagwati jagadamba he has been blessed with incomparable strength and valor maharaj on receiving this advice in the divine and lucid tones of bhagwan vishnu the devas led by indra went to ayodhya and met shashat kumar king kukuch he received them with all the respect and protocols and inquired the reason for their visit raja kukuch said oh devas i have become blessed and auspicious the purpose of my life has been fulfilled by your coming and giving me darshan now please tell me what i can do even if it is difficult for other people i will carry out your wishes the devas said rajendra we need your help become the ally of the indra and defeat the daityas they have become invincible you have the grace of bhagavati jagadamba upon you therefore nothing is impossible for you we came here on the advice of bhagwan shri vishnu the king said o divine ones 
I am ready to help you. But during the war, Indra must become my vehicle if I am to get any success. I am speaking the truth. To succeed in the war, it is imperative that I fight seated on Indra. Only then I can defeat the Daityas. I speak the truth. The Devas considered this strange condition and said to Indra, Shachipati, forget your shame and become the vehicle of the king. Indra fell into deep thought. Then, remembering the advice of Sri Vishnu, he assumed the form of a bull, almost as, almost as if this was Bhagwan Shiva's vehicle, Nandishwar. The king mounted the bull. Because he sat on the humps of the bull, Kukut, he got the name Kukutsa and became Indra was the vehicle. And because Indra was the vehicle, he got the name Indrava. And because he got victory over the city, the Pur of Daityas, he got the third name Puranjay. After defeating the Daitya, he handed over all the wealth to the Devas. This is how Maharaj Kukuts got so many names. Kukuts and his wife had a son, Anena. And Anena had a most virtuous and illustrious son, Prithu, who was partial manifestation of Bhagwan Vishnu. He was a devotee of the lotus feet of Bhagwan Bhagavati Jagadamba. Prithu had a son, Vishwarandhi. And his son was Sriman Rajachandra. Rajachandra's son was Yuvanashwa. And his son was Shavanta. He built the city of Shavanti, which compares favorably with Amravati. Mahatma Shavanta had a son, Brihatpashwa. And his son was Kuvalashwa. He became famous by killing the Daitya Dhundu and got the name Dhundu Kumar. His son was Dridashwa, protected the earth in many ways. He had a son, Sriman Haryashwa. Haryashwa had a son, Raja Nikumba, and his son was Baharnashwa. His son, Krishwana had a son, Prasenajit. Prasenajit had a very auspicious son called Yovanashwa. And he had a son, Sriman Raja Mandhata, who built 108 grand palaces. To please Bhagavati Jagadamba, he built temples in famous places of pilgrimage. He did not take birth from his mother. Instead, he was taken out from his father's abdomen. Raja Janmajay said, Mahabhag, what an astounding story this is. It has never been heard or seen before that a child is born from the father. Please tell me in detail the reason for, which, for such a birth. Vyasti says, Rajan, the great Dharmic king, Yovnashwa, had a hundred queens, but none of them bore him a child. This made him very sad. 
he left the palace and went into the forest and began to live in the holy ashrams of the rishis. Many Brahmins were meditating in these regions. When they saw the king, they felt compassion for him. They asked him, O oh king, why are you so sad? What worldly problem is giving you so much sorrow? Please tell us the truth. We will try to solve your problems. Raja Ayyavanshwa said, O oh Munis, I have a kingdom, untold wealth and highly bred horses. In my palace, there are hundred chaste queens. In all the three worlds, there is no enemy who is more powerful than I am. <coughs> my ministers and petty kings all owe allegiance to me. Oh, Tapasvis, my only sorrow is that I have no child. You have done penance and meditation and acquired all the knowledge of the Vedas and Shastras. If there is anything that can be done for me, please let me know. Vyasi says, the Brahmins were filled with concern for the king. With great care, they made the king perform ayagnya. With Indra as the presiding deity, the Brahmins had placed a kalash with water near the yagya and by chanting mantras over the kalash, they prayed that the king should have a child. <clears throat> In the night, the king felt very thirsty. He went to the yagya shala. The Brahmins were asleep. There was no water anywhere. So he picked up the sacred kalash and drank the water. Actually, the Brahmins had prepared this water by chanting mantras to be given to the queens in the palace. Oh. Unknowingly, the king had drunk this water. In the morning, when the Brahmins could not find the colors anywhere, they were in panic. They asked the king, and he said that he had drunk it. Then the Brahmins realized that fate is all-powerful. After concluding the yajna, the Brahmins went back to their ashram. By the power of the mantras, the king became vichai. When the time for the birth approached, the lower abdomen of the king was cut open and a son was born. This operation was performed by the trusted ministers of the king, Yavnashwa. The gods protected the king and he did not die. After the birth, everyone asked, Whose milk will the prince drink? Just then, Indra placed his four fingers in his mouth and declared, I will take care of this child. He grew up to be the famous king, Manadhata. Rajan, this is his story. Namaste to all our listeners of Srimad Devi Bhagavat. Have a blissful day.